favorite shows and shine light on what makes a show so good. My hope is to help you see how you can define what your favorite show is. And in doing that, through the art of persuasion, maybe convince that friend to watch the show that you know they'd love. Number five on my list, actually the only comedy here, the infamous show that is about nothing. And of course I'm talking about Seinfeld. Interesting thing about Seinfeld, it is one of the most successful shows ever made. It's accumulated over $3 billion and that was in 2014 and it's still aired every single day. Now it's watchable on Netflix. Seinfeld actually gets a lot of hate and I can understand this because the way it's written, there's no story arc, there's nothing like that. In fact, like every episode is kind of different from the other. It's always a different situation, same characters, but it sets it up for a lot of creative innovation, especially with, with such a great cast that it has. It's written by two iconic comedians, at least during the 80s and 90s, Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld. You might know Larry David from Curb Your Enthusiasm, another hilarious show. So now on to why this show is so great to me. For one, it's timeless. I mean, we know that because it's still aired and the first episode aired in 1989. And actually, of all the shows on this list, I'm definitely not devoted to it. I don't think I've seen every single episode. I was raised in a house that watched Seinfeld all the time. It was always on the TV. And since then, I've watched episodes on my own. But the nice thing about it is because there's no story arc, you can tune in whenever you want. You know, you could call it a show that's like great to fall asleep to. You don't need to be caught up with anything. It's just there. It's a different situation. It's a good way to stay hooked. It's got characters to love. It's got characters to hate. And the amount of relatability in this show compared to its age is what makes this sitcom stand out from others. It has a lot of ridiculous, you know, illogical situations that just gives it a creative freedom with its great cast and has birthed many great one-liners. Number four on my slot is a sci-fi and it was made in 1959. I'm talking about Twilight Zone. Again, another reason this show is so great is because of how timeless it is. I mean, I'd say about 80 percent of the episodes are still relatable to this day i mean some of them are ridiculous it's another writing style where there's a different director i mean plenty of celebrities have written separate episodes for the show but every episode is different with different characters different story and it's a sci-fi it explores the human mind it explores time travel a bunch of crazy things and another way to, i think one could appreciate a show is just like the production value of especially older projects like something from the 50s and 60s and I think it went into the 70s the way they had to represent their concept through tech the technology that they had back then it's honestly fascinating to see where Hollywood has gotten to this point but still the message gets across and the message is always a similar theme it's the unknown like I think the opening line is uh, you're traveling through another dimension a dimension not only of sight and sound but of mind but the fact that it holds up still to this day and it can still kind of make you freak out over the future it makes you think about the future and some things it, it hits it right my number three slot is staying in the same general theme as twilight zone it's another sci-fi uh it's, but it's much more modern um it's called black mirror i'm seeing a consistency throughout my list i really like shows that kind of make you think deep about things that could happen things that are all theoretical but still still totally possible because that's the aim of the show it's supposed to show you that it is possible that in this case technology is capable of changing the way society operates etc very sad show and it's a very good show because every time it comes out i know i'm excited for it and i'm excited for it because it's a very psychological show and plenty of the episodes and the concepts within episodes are actually being realized even now and the thing about it is plenty of shows that are out today are so 
obviously fictional, but Black Mirror has a sense to it that is like it touches along the lines of reality, and there's there's something that's really captivating about that in a show in general because it's actually kind of rare. Number two is another hot show right now. It's actually not completely done yet, but it's close to being done. Is Ozark. Apart from being filmed in Missouri, well, for the first two episodes anyway, I think it's actually filmed in Georgia primarily. Ozark is a rich story with deep relational issues that don't only stem from the fact that they're cartel operatives, which is really nice. All the characters have such depth to them, and they all work together so, so well. Uh, This show does a great job at developing the sinister side of characters. You know, that's what made Breaking Bad so amazing, which isn't on this list, but characters have deeper motives than just staying alive or becoming rich like it's much much more dark than that you know it's about the hunger of power it's about possessing proof of control and obviously a lot of that has to do with just the actual writing style itself you know to make all the characters work together of course but i think ozark has that element to it that we've been seeing these days that just drives the story in such a great way it keeps you hooked for sure i mean it's a binge-worthy show absolutely That's what makes it so good, right? To me, anyway. If the characters are relatable and they work together so well like they do, that makes the story so much more believable and so much more worthy to invest in. My number one slot is Better Call Saul. And I might be doing Vince Gilligan a little dirty by not including Breaking Bad with it, but I truly believe Better Call Saul is actually just better than Breaking Bad in terms of drama. The show is a slow burn, and actually I think that's why a lot of people don't stick to it, because the first season is so slow. But of course it is a prequel to one of the most amazing shows and successful shows ever made, Breaking Bad. So there's a lot of foundation that Vince Gilligan had to make, and that's why the first season is so slow. But you follow the character of Jimmy McGill, which is Saul in Breaking Bad, of course. But to skip a lot of the analysis of a show like this, Better Call Saul is a significant work of drama because of one reason and that is jimmy mcgill's relationship with his brother chuck mcgill who is played by michael mckean terrific actor and of course you know that's what in my opinion makes the show so great is how well the acting is chuck mcgill plays a narcissist who all of his life has been devoted to law and becoming a lawyer which he is renowned for and of course jimmy mcgill being the little brother kind of naturally looks up to him and wants to become a lawyer too. But you find out, well, Jimmy McGill was kind of a con artist in the beginning of his life. There's a lot of flashbacks, a lot of creative ways with their flashbacks that they make. But really, their dynamic is so messed up that you just kind of want to keep watching because psychologically, both of them are damaged and and for different reasons. And you kind of get little clues to it in their life through their mother and their relationship with their mother and their family in general. And it's just really, really weird and chaotic things while also being in the Breaking Bad universe and you meet other characters from before too. So really just to recap, I think for a show to be successful, you have to have one, believable situations and two, believable characters. The show has to be captivating in a way that the concept behind it has to be proving something. There's always a point to be made. And I think all of these shows make some fantastic points about life. This about wraps it up for my top five. I think I may have to cut this down to three instead of five because I noticed the episode runs a little bit long. But anyways, I hope you guys have a good day. For me, it's always story arc 
like always um it's more about like and the way i think about cinema or any kind of show or anything like that is how does this pertain to real life and like because i think fantasy worlds or like like any sort of show is obviously real but i think it does an incredible uh way of using somebody's imagination creating a world around it and then using the elements of like things in real life that we struggle with and solving those problems in a very like poetic way using the tv show so i definitely like the story arcs um for me what really draws me in is like the realism of what's going on so like the witcher's fake obviously you know fantasy world but the elements of the story are so real and pertain to the world around it it's just a great great way to kind of dive into the the mindset of like how each party thinks what's going on like what's the conflicts going, uh, in the world and like it allows you to play with it a lot more in real life because yeah. if you use elements in real life it's very um it usually becomes very cut and dry series today i have my lifelong friend with me cj hefron a semi-pro golf player as well as an actor by hobby so a good candidate for this cj how are you doing i'm doing great today Dylan. how are you i'm doing so good bringing on your top three favorite shows and you had them listed before i think i only knew two of them but i think what we should do is talk about them individually and like why Mm -hmm. why you had to choose those three specifically Okay, all right. Um, but real quick, I said that you're semi-pro golf. Which mm-hmm. How long have you been playing golf? Man, I've been playing for, God, what is it, 10 years now, I think, at this point. Started when I was 12 years old. Ten now years. I'm 22, so. How long have you been acting? As a uh, acting, is, acting has been kind of a recent thing for me, honestly. I've always had an interest in it, but it's been probably about eight mm-hmm. months or so. Um, you know, pretty recent thing. Um, just trying to get into it. Pretty sure. fun sure and is it comedy work i think he said yeah 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 it's it's like short clips and whatever else uh some longer like um, what is your first tv show i guess it doesn't have to be in order but maybe you put it in order um i know the most recent show that i've just been falling in love with (laughs) is the uh is the witcher Mm -hmm. uh on netflix um that's such a great TV show, but I used to I used to play the video game a lot, and I I would love the the actual like story of it. I'm kind of like a huge fantasy person, honestly. I really like anything that's got some sort of like supernatural element to it. Yeah, for sure. And that, so that Witcher, one right now is is hot for that element. Oh yeah, definitely. It's a great like universe too to get into, um, which is definitely a huge thing nowadays. Is all about like what's the actual like lore of the of the story itself. Mm-hmm. So. Witcher does a great job on that for sure. Does it kind of like have detective work? You know, you have to you have to draw the lines, connect the lines between each other, and yeah, definitely for sure. Especially that, and like I think Witcher does a great element of like having that detective work in there, and then like the ethical questions, like what's right in the situation based off of the information you find, and like kind of going from there. So right. instead of being like restricted by like you know like the normal detective work like police work and whatever else on like police tv shows this is a lot more like freedom with the actual character 
and like they get to decide what would be like the actual ethical decision and go from there and they get to actually implement it rather than using some like subverting thing that would say you wouldn't be able to normally i know that the witcher has some fucked up themes in it yeah i don't know uh, how to say it for no definitely the um the elves there's a lot of racism towards the elves uh even the witcher yeah like the, witcher the witchers themselves. themselves get actual like racism which is hilarious because they're so needed <laughs> yeah everybody needs them all the time so they're still abusive towards them even though they need them um yeah there's a lot of like nationalism you would say in there too like people who are Nilfgaardian, remember the other group is escaping me right now it starts with a t i think yeah you can definitely dive into it and really pick it apart which i kind of like because it's if you're not somebody who's like super into elements of stories or anything like that it's still a very like well put together show where you can follow it easily but at the same time if you really want to get into it and really dive into the whole story itself and all the different elements all the cinematic versions of it and like what it truly means and kind of take the literary approach to Mm -hmm. it you definitely have the ability to do that so there's a good versatility to that show for sure i just looked it up there's three six there's eight books in total it's an older an older universe i never read the books but super tempted to actually go back and read the books and kind of see what other things I've been missing out on the entire time without even knowing it. Would you put that as your top one or really no order? Honestly, it's more just like the most recent one. Um, I wouldn't say it's my top one, but it right. could definitely be the top spot for me. For sure, like as the uh, as the story continues to grow and they keep making more episodes and everything. Yeah, that's the tough thing about top stories or top lists, though. That can always change. Yeah, exactly. Definitely true. But what I about have that problem. what about your second one? Uh, my second one, Supernatural. That's probably like guaranteed my favorite show. What they're called hunters. So they actually go around like the United States, and uh, it's like based in modern times, but they go around the United States. And, um, it's very similar to The Witcher. Like, there's a whole bunch of monsters or monster hunters. So they hunt down and, like, kill all these supernatural creatures, everything from, like, ghosts to demons to angels. They get the whole spectrum of human uh, mythology, mm-hmm. and they incorporate it into that show. So it's actually really cool, too. Yeah, a lot um, of religion. I've sort of yeah. run this show way back, mm-hmm. but I haven't connected to it. There's 15 seasons I'm seeing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, They they had a long, long show. They uh, it was There's a lot to it. And their episodes are, like, 45 minutes long. It's over now, isn't it? Yeah, 15 was their last one. They finally finished it out. Um, Have you watched through the show more than once? Yeah, I I think I've watched it five times through, which is the the most... It's the show I've watched the absolute most in my life. That's how you know. That's how you know. It's a gem. Yeah. I could watch it over and over and over again, honestly. I've been tempted to rewatch it, but... So... We have your first two down, and I think it's safe to say mm-hmm. probably with The Witcher you haven't rewatched more than once. But yeah, I have not watched that one. I was I always try to like wait for the entire series to finish up before I like watch it through and through. Um, and like it's kind of one of those shows that I, I don't want to get dead on it, where I like get tired of it and don't want to watch it again. There's not man. There's not too many shows like Supernatural. Especially there really the- isn't. Actually. With that story um, theme and reaching fifteen seasons, like that's that's not that's not too easy, especially with a real. real yeah, time. they're definitely the the most successful um, like supernatural series uh, that I've ever seen. Most of those kind of like supernatural things, they 
they die out pretty quick because there's only i always feel like one of the most reoccurring themes in those stories is like they always kind of go bigger and bigger each season like they always write a bigger enemy the next season is who they gotta face and like uh for example like supernatural had that issue too but they were super creative on kind of taking the original source material and making it into like newer and newer issues Mm -hmm. and going off of that so like god get in, gets introduced in the into the story like way early on and then like doesn't become like officially like found out as god until like season 10 or something and then they start talking to god and then they go to like obviously hell and like lucifer is like one of their biggest uh enemies for a while and he kind of comes like in and out and like does different things so it's not like once you defeat the boss so to speak like they're done for you know like they're capable right. of like bringing them back and they do it in like good ways rather than where a lot of shows tend to make the mistake of introducing them back like out of nowhere like very like ex machina like very like oh wow they're actually not dead blah blah blah, blah. they did a great job with that and then once they capped out on the devil then like they kind of switch over to god himself and then they find out a way to like make this story even more interesting and like it's so it's actually incredible honestly how they do it that's good that's good that's what we want to talk about is what makes the show so good so your last spot what is that um i can't remember which one i sent to you uh i think it was like burn notice or yeah, something i thought so yeah burn that's notice a show is... i actually know nothing about so burn notice is a very low-key show that was like that was probably my first favorite show uh ever kind of a cool story so it's basically about this guy he gets uh blacklisted by the cia which is who he worked with before but basically he gets blacklisted as a spy so he was a spy um they blacklisted him for whatever reason and he gets dumped out in miami so he's just it basically goes through kind of the same thing he becomes like um kind of like a vigilante of sorts uh, nothing like not the stereotypical vigilante but like it's real it's real life like it's very realistic um but the show kind of goes through like different situations where he like has to end up fighting um uh, like gang members and like how he basically thinks as a spy and like how he uses stuff to his advantage to like basically dismantle and uh destroy like organized groups and uh basically kind of like does like crime fighting and does it on the behalf of like the little guy um, so people who don't have a lot of money and kind of does like a lot of just like the whole vigilante work, but in a different kind of way, like not the normal like superhero, like wears a cape or anything. But the reason why I like the show so much is because it's very much like uh, it's super tactical and it's pretty realistic, I think, for the most part, unrefined and like with no direction definitely starts off as like a kind of like a CSI thing where it's like there's not really a true storyline to it, but um, the basic uh underlying story is he's trying to figure out why he gets blacklisted and like what was the reason why because he doesn't know and uh i love a good good betrayal kind of bottom of the barrel yeah exactly those are good Mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely a good show that's a great um summation of the whole entire story is like definitely betrayal just kind of like at a lot and the cool thing is is like it's not like the character knows what's going on and then like you kind of figure it out and then like then you kind of like get let in on the secret it's like you're both completely confused and like okay you have no idea why it is the way it is like there's no nothing to go on no leads no nothing um see that's opposite from the witcher because with the witcher you know the entire state of the world 
like mm -hmm. episode by yeah. episode. And then uh, Burn Notice, like it always just kind of teaches you stuff where you're like, oh man, I would have never thought of it like that way. So it's kind of just a cool little spy story. It was kind of a good, it was, a, it's a good story and I like it a lot, but it's like a lot of it's nostalgia for sure. Um, it's definitely one of those like niche shows that like either you love it or hate it kind of thing. Okay. A lot of the times among our friends, we have shows that we know we love, but other friends probably haven't ever seen them. And it's like hard mm -hmm. to convince them to want to watch it. Yeah. Um, and with the Witcher, I've definitely already seen, although I haven't seen season two. I know you were saying that's, um, Oh, it's so much better. Right? So much better. It's ridiculous. Season two is like, it's like the actual building up of like what's going to actually happen and like takes you through and like there's actually action in there rather than being kind of just a story build up or like a baseline of like what the universe is about and like how it all works. And supernaturally, you have 15 seasons, which range for literally 17 years, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's com I think that's right, right on the nose. Yeah, it was definitely interesting to see too because like I started watching the show, I started watching them in season nine, and then I got all the way up to it, finished it, loved the show, and then season ten and eleven were interesting because like you could almost kind of tell the writers uh, of the show weren't necessarily knowing where they were going to go next with it and so some of the seasons you have like dull seasons where nothing really happens um and you feel like you can almost gloss over which is interesting because like that's talking about the overall story but the individual episodes are still really good episodes to watch they're still entertaining. yeah each one but, individually different with like a different demon representing yeah exactly there's always yeah it's it's something that it you never really get doled out on like the actual based of it and like whatever else but it's one of those things where eventually just the way that they use certain elements like resurrections like super common in that show and so like both of the brothers died i think three or four times so at some point you're kind of like okay they're not gonna actually die and you kind of always hold that in your head because it's like main characters never die in stories because right. the story is basically over so yeah that's a good way for a writer to surprise anyone yeah they definitely use that element a couple times and eventually you're like, oh, they were going to happen, but they really started capturing, uh, at least my attention season 13, 14 and 15. The last three seasons really, mm -hmm. they really found their groove on like how they were going to end the story and really came up with a good way to like build it up and then finish it in a, at least semi decent manner in my way, in my, my viewpoint. I know a lot of people had a controversial opinion mm -hmm. on about the ending, but I think they definitely did what they could with it and then um, definitely use the resources they had available in that, in that time. Well, this was a good talk. I guess one last one last thing, if you want to say, when you're watching TV shows, mm -hmm. what is the most important element in it? Is it like production value, acting, story arc, or or what is it? Um, for, for me, it's always story arc, always. Um, it's more about like, and the way I think about cinema or any kind of show or anything like that is how does this pertain to real life? And like, cause I think fantasy worlds or like, like any sort of show is obviously real, but I think it does an incredible uh, way of using somebody's imagination, creating a world around it. And then using the elements of like things in real life that we struggle with and solving those problems 
in a very like poetic way using the TV show. So I definitely like the story arcs. Um, for me, what really draws me in is like the realism of what's going on. So like The Witcher is fake, obviously, sure. you know, fantasy world, but the elements of the story right. are so real and pertain to the world around it. It's just a great, yeah. great way to kind of dive into the the mindset of like how each party thinks what's going on like what's the conflicts going, uh, in the world and like it allows you to play with it a lot more in real life because yeah. if you use elements in real life it's very um it usually becomes very cut and dry yeah, but in well, this way like the fantasy world allows people to really take a, a different perspective on it based off of like how the writer and the cinematographers do and like how the directors actually cut the show and lead you through that story. Um, so I think that's what really draws me in the elements that I focus on most. Yeah. Well, that's a lot like folklore. You know, mm -hmm. those stories are just nowhere near the bounds of reality and we know them for hundreds and hundreds of years, but exactly. Yeah. That, well, I think that's why I, I uh, kind of drift towards supernatural shows more than anything else. Yeah. Well, I appreciate talking to you. This was, this was fun. Yeah, man, I, I really appreciate you letting me uh, use your time and using your platform to kind of speak. Yeah, yeah. That was my guest and a very close friend to me. We're going to wrap up the show now. If you're on the fence about these shows, go ahead and check them out. of modern high-speed presses, full-color illustrations are printed by the millions. Wow! Somewhat similar principles are used in the production of color film, such as that on which this motion picture is printed. So that's it. It was trying to be a little story of how a movie is made and the progress of which it goes through. You kind of hear a writing script and you hear the audience clap and then that's a wrap.